Hi, welcome to the Sacred You podcast. I'm Rachel Goodwin and I'm a channel and healer who loves to teach and empower others. I offer a look at spirituality in fresh and new ways and you can see more of my work at my website at rachelgoodwin.dk and the classes and sessions that I do. Ahu heia valea noi e kahaliku puakukui kuhia ho kanaia akapu kumoni nei pihikui kahima naho ikahapili. Hello everybody, here we are again with another wonderful interview for you and today we have Anna Estrada and Anna is a quantum light practitioner working with beings of light and the Ascended Masters. And she has spent time in the Amazon rain jungle and in India. She's certified as an intuitive energy healer. She's a channel for the Divine Mother. And she does the most beautiful, she brings through the most beautiful light language. So... I have so much in common with Anna. I was really, really looking forward to doing this with her today. She's very connected to Gaia. She does something called Green Mother Activations. And she also works with Sarah. So you can hear all about this. Please let me know how you find it. Come over to the Sacred You podcast page on Facebook or right on my rachelgoodwin.dk Instagram page where I share the podcast and thanks for listening and enjoy. So welcome everyone to another episode of Sacred You and today I'm interviewing Anna Estrada. Welcome Anna. Hello Rachel, it's great to be here with you. So we, we already have a kind of relationship without actually meeting don't we because we've seen each other over Facebook and on YouTube and all these kind of social media things yes um yes it's amazing we the the communication that we have these days is brilliant it's it's incredible so yes I feel like I know you already (laughs) well well I have to I have to tell you so I don't know where you came from, but one day there you were on my Facebook page and I was looking at you and I thought, oh, I love her energy. What a lovely energy. And and I thought, oh, something happening here. And I looked at your website and there was all these bright greens going on. And I thought, oh, this is Sarah. 
this is Sarah, Sarah Energy. And I looked on your website, but I couldn't see anything, Sarah. And I really wanted to write to you and ask you. And I thought, oh, I can't. (laughs) I I couldn't bring myself to. But then a couple of months later, someone I know came on the Sarah Circle group that I have. And she did something with me. And she said, oh, Anna Estrada told me about you, about your Sarah group. And I was like, oh, really? And she said, oh, yeah, she works with Sarah. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I should have written to you. Yes. Yes. I know exactly who that was. And um, yes, because I have been working with Sarah. So yeah. absolutely. You saw her energy there. Yeah. She's coming forth very strongly in these times of um, polarity that we're experiencing in the world, that is her expertise, the the sacred marriage. So she's coming forth. And the added treat of working with Sarah has been to really tap into the galactic, my galactic self, and to start receiving these transmissions and communication from the different star people and different galaxies and beings of light that are supporting us as we go through this transformation here. And uh, so it's a very powerful energy of creativity and expansion that comes from this sacred marriage, this fusion, this balancing of the masculine and the feminine. And then we have this tremendous release of, of creative expression that occurs So she's really guiding me to uh, navigate that transformation. Mm -hmm. Wow. I could just, just as you're talking, just like the energies, it's just like so amazing. So like for people listening who don't know who Sarah is, she's a new ascended master and she's come in for the age of Aquarius. She's come in to mentor us, to walk by our sides and um, she's the daughter of Mary Magdalene and Yeshua. And as Anna was saying, she's got this this whole sacred masculine feminine integration thing um, going on. And it's just, we've jumped right in at the deep end here, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Could you say a bit more about this galactic energy that you're, mm. you're working with with her? Because it just, it's just fantastic when you talk about it. Yes. So it's a lineage. Uh, that I am a part of, and you are a part of, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and uh, so, and so the 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 beings of light, the ascended masters that we know that we're so familiar with, of course, are Mary Magdalene and Yeshua, and the uh, mother of Mother Mary, which is Anna, and then Sarah. And these are the beings at w- which is she is the cosmic star child, the. Um, she is the, the expression of, of the sacred marriage of, of Mary Magdalene and Yeshua. And so when we tap into the lineage, that's when we become, we, we tap into this galactic uh, um, energy stream that we can use, that that's comes forth to support us as we go through our alchemical transformation. And that is the ra- raising the vibration of matter, raising the vibration of the body so that we can land as spirit. We can land this very high vibration of, of spirit can land into the body. So we become embodied 
and sovereign beings of light. And so that's the process that, that I experience. So it's very interesting because it's not about leaving my body and flying around and connect and going, visiting other galaxies. It's becoming embodied. And then from that place of groundedness and this very solid, secure, unshakable connection to the ascended Gaia, we, we, that's when we, we shamanically travel in these inner realms. So we, so these uh, dimensions are interior. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love, I love that term cosmic star child. It just, it just, it (laughs) says the whole thing about her. And um, yeah, I'm totally with you on that embodied thing yeah I've I've called the work one of the things I'm doing with her it's an embodied ascension path because the problem with the word ascension is it sounds as if we're trying to lift off and out and it's like no 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 (laughs) we need to be here on the earth like bringing all the goodness down here because this is where it's needed boy you know is it is it needed Yes, absolutely. And there are different dimensions that we experience here. So we can be living in the ascended Gaia or we're, we're living in the, in the past, these uh, timelines that are collapsing at this time. And so all of the work that we're doing with our ascended masters and with the galactic Magdalene lineage is to stabilize in this five dimensional reality of the ascended Gaia. So, so then we move beyond, it's like we have these experiences that are beyond the filters of the mind and the emotions. And we have this, we stabilize in this, in this multidimensionality and, um, and this experience of, of bliss, you know, just really this equanimity. Um, so through the, the sacred marriage, we no longer have our ups and downs um, it's more stable, you know, we enter into this equanimity and, and, and then when we hold space and that's when we're able to hold the light for the planet to assist yeah. in holding space for the transformation. Cause we're solid, we're stable and we're in, in balance. So this whole, all of this, all of these, this is what I've learned during the, this, um, you know, this, incredible paradigm shift that's occurring all over the world. Um, that, that has, has been the great teaching is coming into balance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and something happened last year that, that I felt um, around March when, you know, the COVID thing all started happening and mm-hmm. there was this incredible lightening of energy with working with Sarah because I've been working with her for 15 years and there has been a lot of density to work through. And I think that was the earth layer. And it was also like, she was coming back in time. Well, she was coming back in time. She wasn't actually, it was like her presence, which is sort of was grounded in the future was like bouncing back to the past. And that was what we were tuning into because some of us needed to prepare a bit earlier (laughs) (laughs) and I was and I was one of them and Mm -hmm. um 
one of my oldest friends who supported me right back at the very earliest times of working with Sarah I spoke to her yesterday and I haven't spoken to her for a while because I'm in Denmark now I don't live in the UK anymore and she said wow the energy is just so much lighter around you and Sarah and I was like oh I'm so glad you said that and then I realized because I thought perhaps it was just me (laughs) you know because like perhaps I'd moved through a layer of and I realized no this is not this is not just me of course it wasn't just me it's a much much bigger thing and I just feel like Sarah honestly is just like it's she's coming into her time now completely yes amazing you know I have many of us light workers (laughs) have been through a lot (laughs) let's just say and so I completely understand what you're talking about that we just really had a mission where we did a lot of work to move through so much density to get to this place where, you know, now we're really supporting the divine presence in this, in this global transformation. And so when things appear to be pretty, you know, light and low key in the outer world, that's when I also was going through tremendous purification processes. These are purification processes where I spent time, um, you know, working with, with different light workers. And uh, I actually spent a lot of time in the Amazon jungle, working with nature, working with Gaia, working with plants and doing these purification, very profound purification processes that where we were purifying patterns that are very deep rooted in the collective and very deep rooted in, in the core um separation experience of separation from our own divine self so that's the core of all of suffering you know that that we believe we're separate from the divine and so all of these purification processes and there's many different ways to do it taking your course the ascension uh the embodied ascension that is a purification process that you're offering so it doesn't have to be so hardcore <laughs> going into the jungle. <laughs> so there's so much available. I'm offering a course myself called the Illumination Codes, where we where we do have a module working with Sarah, the Cosmic Star Child, and um, so it's a little bit. Um, there is, it's in in certain dimensions. There is a lot of light and a lot of support to. To, to go through this process of purification that, w- that we need to go through in order to stabilize in, in the ascended Gaia. Yeah. And, and because we have, we actually have something else in common there as well. And I, I you might not know about this, but Pele. <laughs> Pele. <laughs> I love Pele. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She comes into my work a lot. A lot because I I connected with her in 2005. I went to the big island of Hawaii and it just, you know, I had no idea what I was getting into (laughs) when I went there. But I, I mean, I literally came back like someone who was just on a, I wouldn't say I came back a changed person because it took me several years (laughs) to, but you know, it came back. I, the energetic change happened while I was there. I connected with her. Basically she came back with me (laughs) 
and yeah. and I worked with her on for several years on on clearing and whenever she's part of my toolbox you know whenever I need her Pele is is there and she's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal you know we do have so much in common Rachel because that was my first sacred place I I spent a lot of time there in 1999 I went several times to the big island and that really began my purification process. <laughs> and I understand, I did not know what I was getting into because you, when you enter into that land and it is a dark mother vibration, so it will bring forth whatever needs to come to the surface. And um, so, you know, all the unconscious material that, that are like filters in our experience. And sometimes it's not, pleasant to go through those purifications because you're experiencing very uh, deep rooted states of separation. And so it shows up in, in these very, very challenging feelings of unworthiness, of being an outsider, of, of being abandoned, all of those kinds of very challenging feelings arise. And those are vibrations of separation. So Pele does offer that rotor rooter, you know, the, the, you know, just this very deep um, unraveling that that vibration of the big island is so it's like the most potent creative life force energy on the planet, because it's the energy that comes forth to create land to create earth. So it's so potent. So just stepping foot on the island, you start to have these very deep purification processes, which sometimes are very difficult. So it, it's definitely an initiation. Yeah. The, the Pele vibration is a, is a very potent initiation into the ascension process. Yeah. So I'm with you, sister. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I have to say, I totally feel like we're sisters. I really, oh my really gosh. do. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to share with people that you have a really lovely um, journey with Pele. And it's a Lemurian thing, isn't it? On, on New Earth One, that people can go and yes. do that for free yes. and try it out. Virtual pilgrimage to Lemuria. And it's a, what I call virtual pilgrimage, which some, it's a concept that I've been developing since we had the lockdown because um, I had for a long, for a few years, I had a, tra a sacred travel company. And, um, and so that has evolved into virtual pilgrimage. And so that is, is one that I offer. It, you can also um, tap into some of these journeys on my YouTube channel. And um, so that one is a journey to uh, Pele and, um, and working with the dolphin vibration as well. I call them her dolphin devotees. So the dolphin vibration is um, joy, ecstatic joy. So it makes the purification it softens the purification process is, yeah. it, you know, working with joy, the, the vibration of pure joy that the dolphins bring forth. Yeah. So, um, so that's a great, 
beautiful journey that's available. And I also offer um, a process called the Seven Sacred Stones. And the first module is Pele, and it's the awakening energy, the power stone. And this is a foundation of power inside of you. We cultivate this foundation of power. So we began with Pele and, and this power stone yeah. and, and, and this, uh, the, the awakening of the Kundalini in, in the body. And then there's Ochun, which is an African goddess. And there we work with ancestral healing and, uh, and water, the, the element of water. And so there, it's a process of uh, working with these different goddess archetypes and it's completely multicultural. So there, there is also Pachamama, who's the earth mother from Peru. And, and the, and one of the modules also is the Magdalene lineage and uh, working with sacred sites in Egypt because they had initiations, Anna and Mary and the Magdalene's had initiations with the Hathors in Egypt. So we work with Egypt on our virtual pilgrimages and, and have these initiations at these sacred sites. So that whole, the seven sacred stones is a, a virtual pilgrimage um, extravaganza. Let's say <laughs> it's a, it's a great, it's an amazing experience yeah. to go through the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's brilliant. And and I'd I'd really recommend, you know, working with Anna because, you know, she can help be the bridge to connect you up to these energies. And yeah, we can't travel at the moment, but you can connect through this this bridge of energy. And also you don't have to worry about like carbon dioxide or anything, you know. It's like I have traveled a little bit and um yeah. But only, but I, but, you know, I had, you know, Rachel, I had planned a beautiful journey to Ireland for 2021 because, you know, who's there, Bridget. And, um, but that's postponed until 2022. And so I'm staying in, I am um, exploring places because I live in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So it's a it's a very sacred land here in the in the east coast of the United States. So we'll, we're going to be exploring, um, jumping in the car and driving instead of getting on a plane and going yeah. through all of that, you know. Yeah. And so again, you know, just taking every restriction as an opportunity. So we're creating sacred land sacred space in our in our homes in you know our body becomes a sacred site so that's what what we're called to do you know each of us are in a a, a very specific place it's not an accident you know that you're in where you are where you are is a sacred area yeah exactly and I saw that in your ebook I downloaded your ebook that you offer free on your website yes and one of the first chapters is you know the thing about your backyard is a sacred site and I was like oh yes she really <laughs> is my sister because this is one of the things that that I teach and feel very strongly and also from a shamanic sense I teach people how to root into their own piece of land where they live because actually that makes you much stronger as you know a healer or a 
shaman or you know psychic or whatever you have your own power then and then you can do your your work is just like can grow incredibly because you have this and shamans knew that and that's a lot of them didn't like to travel that much (laughs) they wanted to stay like where they were but I mean I think in this time and age you know I think you know for some of us who are I like I like to call us earth engineers some of us do need to travel physically to power places and sacred sites because there is a lot you can do working distantly but sometimes the work is so serious and so deep you need to be there because there's a lot of damage to heal Mm -hmm. and that damage you know it's not earth's damage it's like what humanity has has created through not being in in right relationship and I'm not really into let's all feel bad about that or guilty but on the other hand let's take responsibility for it and also realize that part of our coming into our mastery is realizing it wasn't just the Lemurians or the Atlanteans that could do this we are the Lemurians and the Atlanteans and some of us are genetically engineered is in our DNA to go and fix this stuff and and you know and sometimes you you've got to be there physically and I, I say to people be very careful what you do distantly if you're there physically then yes do it because you're meant to do it if you're there physically but distantly I would be you know I always tell people to be cautious and only do it if their guidance is 100% telling them to to work with these things you know yes I agree you know I had this experience um, a few years ago I guess it was 2017 where I went to Spain and I was visiting sacred sites of the black Madonna. That was my purpose. My mission (laughs) was to visit with the black Madonna. And, um, and so what happened was, is that I was there and there was, and I, at that time I lived in the Caribbean area in, in Florida. So that's the Caribbean. And so what happened was, is, um, there was this huge hurricane when I was in Spain you know, one of these really big storms where people have to evacuate and it's a crisis really. And it was a monster really coming, you know, barreling towards the coast. And, um, and I could see in Spain that I was called to be there in that moment, because we were doing a lot of clearing about the, the Spanish conquest and the African diaspora and the slave trade that occurred there in in that area in the Caribbean. And so this hurricane was sweeping. It was was like um, resetting the energy of of the region. And and I was holding space. I was creating that bridge to do that healing work of that collective wound, you know. And uh, so, so yes, we we are called and we receive, we're called by the site. There are very um, specific uh, entities that reside there and beings of light that reside there. And then we have like a reciprocity. So we're receiving and then we're offering devotion and blessings. So there's a reciprocity. And then from there, I spent time in the South of France and Marie de la Mer. There's a lot of devotion for Sarah there. And I spent time also in La Bombe, which, which has a monastery, uh, 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 which is said to be 
one of the dwelling places of Mary Magdalene in the south of France. So all those places are activated inside of me. So when I come to my home, that's there, we create like um, ley lines from these sacred places. So all of those initiations of the Magdalene lineage, then I install and anchor into the Blue Ridge Mountains. And so then there's a, um, these ley lines that are created and grids. And so, so where all the light workers are connecting. And um, so it's a very beautiful practice that, uh, that we all are called to do. You know, you'll, you know, you receive a calling and um and then you just go <laughs> when when the time is right you know yeah. yeah exactly it just all comes together and suddenly you're in this place going wow I'm really here how did this yeah. happen you know? yeah yeah some but that's, of these places yeah. are stunning you know they're just absolutely beautiful and you just feel the devotion because they become sacred from hundreds of years of people visiting and and many of the sites that in Europe, for example, are built on top of, you know, ancient sites of, of the goddess. And uh, so there's like that, that, you know, the, the different generations and the different uh, layers uh, and, and timelines. So that's really beautiful to experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. And yeah, I mean, my my traveling has really come to a standstill for quite a few years now since I moved to Denmark. And it's such a special place where I'm living and there's springs everywhere and there's ley lines going on and it's just awakening. It's been asleep for a long, long time and people don't know about it. And people have forgotten, you know, how to observe these ancient ways of working with spring energy. And especially here, because the Protestant movement across this part of Europe was particularly harsh and it was completely stamped out because, you know, not far from here, there was a big pagan centre at one time at a place called Lyra, which is just up the road. Mm. And then this bit here where we live in now, it wasn't populated. But when the pagan place sort of, you know, that conversion between paganism and Christianity, they came here to Roskila and built church. It was just churches everywhere. And this became like the Christian center of Denmark. And like when you walk around the town, it's like, mm. I just go around and I think, I'm walking on holy ground, <laughs> I'm walking on holy ground. And it's just, it's just so magical. And I've done some tours and I've written a guidebook and things, but it's still, it's still not quite awake. It still needs a little bit more time but it's just amazing how like I mean obviously this hasn't happened by accident but like through all the traveling I did in the years and like slowly 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 I woke up to realizing that I could read like energy landscapes because it was you know it just happened like no one taught me it and I like I had to realize that's what I was doing that it wasn't something that everybody did you know and then I came here and I'm like oh that bit over there that's that's really messed up that bit over there that's amazing because the thing is with power places is 
they are amoral, I suppose. Energy is energy, and they will collect in negative energy and positive energy, depending on what is flowing through them and because they're power places things that so much energy is is flowing through so if there's been some battle site near and then somebody else did something that and then it'll just build up until it's just this huge like blockage in their in their energy system you know and it's like we have to work with this stuff people say oh well the earth can sort it all out and I'm like I'm not sure it's the earth's job (laughs) actually we we made we made this stuff and and it's something that people used to do like you know connecting like with the old Norse ancestors here they knew about this stuff they knew how to do this but we've just forgotten it in the last couple of thousand years we got so left-brained and technological we just lost touch with it but there's so many people who just under the surface if they just drop down a little bit it all starts coming back to them and I think we're in a big process of re-remembering all of this stuff Mm, yeah you know yeah I get the feeling that Denmark's uh, an amazing place I would love to visit you there (laughs) yeah oh please come and Sweden and Norway Scandinavia is oh my god something's going on with the energies where it's just awakening and I'm not saying like it was dark before or anything it's more that the new earth bit like Glastonbury has been online for a while now which is why all those people came to Chalice Well and created this whole thing and and then other because every place awakens when humanity is at the right stage of like being able to connect with that energy and whatever is happening here in Scandinavia it's like it's like the latest thing that's sort of coming online you know that I'm aware of because I'm sure things are happening all over the earth you know I'm just in my little bit of the planet looking out yeah amazing you know it's it's interesting because um one of the ways that we can like a practical way that we can work with with those types of energies of you know like you know, collective energies that have to do with war and con I mean, in the Americas, you feel it, feel it a lot, you know, the conquest energy. And um, when you when you go deep, that starts to come forth and you, and you experience it in the earth, you know? And so one of the ways to work with that in the daily life, you know, bringing it into the daily life is, you know, working with these emotional triggers that um, come are coming up a lot at least here in the United States, there's a lot of upheaval, emotional upheaval, a lot of division that's occurring. And so, you know, one of the things that we can do instead of, you know, because it's, there's a tendency to just be like, oh my gosh, we're so divided. Oh, you know, oh, you know, and and then that's it. (laughs) But you know what, we can do work, we can work on that. You know, like, where do we feel that inside ourselves? You know, how is it coming up in our conversations with loved ones, with coworkers? You know, like when when you have a conversation where where there's this very strong charged disagreement, it's a great opportunity to work that energy of division and um and and go deeper into union, go deeper into the sacred marriage simply by acknowledging that energy is inside in the heart. 
as opposed to spending a lot of time figuring it out, like who's right and who's wrong. And she said this, and I said this, and those types of ways of coping really with, with challenging feelings, uh, bringing it inside. Where is it in the body? Where are you feeling this, this energy, you know, in the heart? Like I often, when I, when I tap into that kind of thing, I often feel it in the heart, like a actual pain because the heart is expanding, you know? And in that moment, I have a choice. Do I, you know, really go deep into that energy of separation do that, do that healing work with the support of Sarah or the ascended masters that, that come forth, you know, because we're not alone when we do this work, we're totally supported. Or do I simply jump on the bandwagon and start thinking about who's right and who's wrong and where, why is this and who's doing this and, you know, like that kind of thing, which is the common coping mechanism, and then we just never get to the root of it. It just snowballs into another crisis, pretty much, you know. So we, you know, we have an opportunity with each res- time we feel restricted or oppressed or divided or um, misunderstood is another big one. You know, like we feel like I'm not being heard. I can't express. I'm not being received. You know, those kinds of uh, vibrations of separation we can use those experiences as an opportunity because what happens, it gets lit up in the inner quantum field. It gets triggered. And so it's very clear. We can really see it. Mm. And then that's when we can do the purification work. I love that. Be with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really beautiful because it's like, you know, you know, I used to be a nurse and, and I'm very much like, well, what's the point of all this spiritual spirituality can it can it do something in my everyday life you know I'm always asking but what's the point of this how can I use it and being really really pragmatic and you're also like I just it's so beautiful you're describing these ways of like and this is this is how we use it it's not just something to read about or meditate on for five minutes you know these are ways of like of like living but I'd really like to sort of go go backwards a little bit and just hear a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up, you know, how life has been for you, really. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Well, you know, um, my family, my family background, my family's from Cuba. So, um, so they immigrated to the United States in the 50s, 59. And then I was born in the United States. So, you know, that was a very traumatic time for my parents and for my family because they chose to, you know, it was, they chose to leave a, a, a totalitarian dictatorship. So it was very intense and there was a lot of trauma um, that occurred in Cuba before they left. And then when they arrived, because they were completely ripped away from all their roots and, and their way of being. Um, and so they received political asylum in the United States. And, um, and so I grew up in the United States. And uh, so, you know, that intensity was, was hard for me to process because I'm sensitive. And so I learned all these different patterns of coping emotionally. I I didn't know how to navigate. And so that led to certain um, experiences that, that um, where I really had to 
I, I shut, I really shut down a lot of my abilities and gifts and was completely, um, did not know how to manage my emotions was the main issue. And so through the years that kind of built up and, and, and became a, a healing crisis for me. And, and, and that showed up and, you know, that things just weren't working. You know, I was trying to accomplish certain things that didn't work out and certain relationships didn't work out. And so I was having, I was not aligned. I was not in alignment with myself. I didn't know myself. I had abandoned that, that deep part of myself and uh, that divine part of myself. I didn't know it at all. And I was just really trying to conform and, and go along with, you know, what I thought was the way I was supposed to be. And, um, and so, but in all that, I did discover, I, I studied art history in university and worked in art museums. So that has been a beautiful path for me. And so when I lived in New York, I um, worked briefly, worked at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And that's when I discovered African art and art of the Americas and art from India. And I started to be very interested in what they refer to as non-Western art, that is art that is not influenced by Europe, is what that means. And so these tribal cultures and um, where art is a part of their spirituality. And that's how I really started tapping into um, these different cultures that had a more expanded and inclusive vision of the divine. And I explored all the world religions and, and did graduate work studying the world religions and studying these different archetypes of the goddess, the divine feminine, uh, studying earth-based cultures and the art-making processes in those cultures. So I spent a, a lot of time in that very deep study. And I was very... Um, very hermit-like, I guess, in some ways, and where I was just really uh, diving deep into, into that knowledge. And, um, and so that shifted quite a bit when I started, I, I worked on this project in the Amazon jungle. I was working with women shaman and the art that they produce, the textiles, the weaving, and, and they also do um, these different, uh, it's like uh, the cosmological vision of the culture. And um, so it's sacred geometry. And so they create these textiles that um, visually express these sound vibrations, similar to mandalas. You know, you can see that in, in these mandalas that are created um, in the Buddhist tradition. So very similar purpose. They're visual expressions of sound vibrations. And so, and, and these sound vibrations are channeled through the shaman in ceremony. So I did a very in-depth uh, thesis and project around this work. And in that situation, I started spending time in the jungle and working with shamans and, and doing very, very, these purification processes that, um, that they do there. And it's a very ancient tradition and you work with plants and you work with your diet. It's called la dieta and which means diet. 
And um, so it's a very specific um, ceremonial process that that's done in the Amazon. And, and, and the purpose is really to purge and to recalibrate your whole system in alignment with Gaia. And so that's the purpose of being in the jungle. And it's kind of, you go off the grid as well. You have no communication in, in this specific way that I did it with this, this shaman. It was done in the traditional way where you go into the jungle and you do not have communication with the outer world. So there's no phone, there's no computer, there's no, there's, and you are immersed in nature. So that means there's no shower, you know, you bathe in the, in the river and, and, and it's can be a period of a couple of weeks that, that you're in this process. And, um, and so it was, so at first I was terrified to go. I, I, I would make the arrangement and then cancel. (laughs) I did that like twice. I was like, I was very scared, you know, of mainly because of the, um, that I wouldn't be able to communicate with, with uh, my son. I had a young son at the time, you know, he was three, I think when I went. And so that's, that was the issue for me that I wouldn't say something could happen and I wouldn't know, you know? And so then it took about three years. I think I went when he was six is when I, I went and I, and I had four different dietas, four different experiences there. And um, so anyway, it, it, but when I got there, when I finally made it there, you know, like I, you know, made it through the dragon's gate and I arrived, it was so incredibly magical. It was, it was like just completely being enfolded by mother earth in a very beautiful nurturing way. It was, it really was living in another dimension and, um, and just experiencing this magic, the magic of, of mother earth and just being enfolded and, and integrating with, with Gaia in, in that, you know, there were jaguars, there were snakes, there were tarant, you know, I saw they had, there were bats, you know, hang, hang <laughs> sleeping in the rafters of my, cause you each, each um, individual has a hut, you know, you have like this open air hut and that's where you sleep. And um, so there was, you know, the, the, the bats and the rafters, there was tarantulas, there were snakes, you know, all of those kinds of, you know, everything was there, everything was there. And so you learn to just integrate with, with those energies and, um, and, 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 and find harmony, you know, with, with amidst, you know, these predatory uh, animals and, and then, and then, but, but it felt like heaven because then you're receiving, you know, all this communication from the plants and, and just that greening of the heart, you know, I call it the greening of the heart that, that you're just going deep in, in, into these, uh, very profound communications with Gaia in that space. And, um, and so it turned out to be, heaven on earth for me, this thing that I was so afraid of, I was so, you know, uh, you know, because the mind imagined so many things that could go wrong. And then it, and it wasn't an easy process. It's not that it was easy, but it was very profound. And, and I felt safe throughout the, throughout the experience. Mm. So that was really powerful um, way to cultivate trust 
um, in, in such a deep way, uh, you know, to, to really um, experience the, um, the, it's like the birth of trust, you know, where you just really learn to, to come into alignment whenever there's any dis- disruption. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really the, t- the main teaching there is that you are processing internally, you know, as your fears come forth or different types of patterns come forth, um, that you're processing internally and deepening into love, deepening into that core of the earth and, and then experiencing the embodiment, the embodied sovereignty that we're all being called to now. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That's just amazing mm-hmm. to hear about. And like when you're talking about the, the greening of the heart, I can, you know, just feel that expansion in the heart center and feel that, that like direct connection with Gaia that you had, because I guess most of us, like we get the safety from the civilization that we're living in, you know, where whatever country or place, we know how everything works. We know, like, if anything happens, I will phone and dial this number to get the ambulance. And whereas what you were talking about, I could feel like this, it's, it's mother earth. It's Gaia that is providing that, you know, directly, that's where my safety and my nourishment is is coming from and the civilizations we're living in I guess it's it's an interpretation of that energy you know they're sort of take but it's not the direct source it's going to have a lot of other thought forms in it let's say (laughs) yeah yeah so those types of experiences they really change change your perceptions and really change your way of being in the world, you know, because I was coming from a way of being that was so mental and academic and receiving knowledge from books and which is amazing, which was a wonderful journey. But I really shifted from that academic career to really honoring my own, the knowledge that was that that is, you know, the, this channeled information um, and really honoring that and really finding um, so, so much depth through experience as opposed to reading about it. And um, so it's, it, it's like this very deep knowledge and very deep transformation comes through experience. You have to experience it. Absolutely. And and what an incredible story. Your family coming from Cuba and the experiences of growing up. And again, you know, I can see parallels there between us because, um, you know, I also had an upbringing that didn't give me any skills in emotional stuff. I had to go and have a lot of therapy and learn how to do this because I really didn't know apart from repressing and dissociating and um, it was something I was forced into when my mum died when I was 26 because I had nothing, I had no way of grieving. I didn't know. So I would go and sit in a therapist's office every week and she taught me how to deal with my emotions and how to grieve. And then, you know, I, I did psychiatric nursing, so I learned a lot about it. Yes. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had years of like watching people and learning myself and going on courses and practicing and, you know, I'm really grateful for the experiences I've had. But it's like, you know, I'm guessing that's what makes you such a good teacher is because you've had these experiences. You've had to learn it from the ground up, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's definitely um, the purpose is that, you know, nothing shocks me. You know, I've, I've seen it all. <laughs> so, you know, when I work with people, you can be completely, completely transparent, and, you know, in, in whatever way that you would like, because, um, because I have, have gone through this ascension process myself. So, you know, I, I, I know how to support people that are going through these um, spiritual emergence, they call it, you know, that, that can, if, if you, if you don't know what's happening, if you don't have a guide, if you don't have support, when you go through these major uh, awakening processes, you think, you do think that there's something wrong with you. And, and then you'll go to a doctor that will tell you there's something wrong with you. (laughs) And, And, you know, and then, so many of us have gone that route as well. And we've kind of had to unravel some of that. But again, it's the experience. That's how we know how to support others in a way that is beneficial. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is one, I just love talking to people. Two, I feel like people like us need more avenues to have a voice and three, it's really important for people to hear that all the people that are in a position now where they're helping other people, they're also human beings and they have a human history. They didn't start sort of from this place because I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm not really psychic because I haven't had a vision when I was one year old or people make a lot of assumptions about oh, well, I can't heal because this, that. And then when you hear people talking who maybe you admire and put on a bit of a pedestal, you hear what they've been through and you hear where they've come from and you're like, oh my God, I identify with so much of that. So if they can do it, I can I can do it, you know? And it's just like, it's so important that we share that and don't like have people like, you know, Putting, putting others on a pedestal unnecessarily because we're all in a circle sure. together, you know? Yeah, uh, like, you know, for sure. Um, you know, like, for example, if you have clairvoyant abilities, so that is visionary, a visionary capacity. So, you know, the, this is a capacity to, to travel shamanically, for example, to have visions, to... Alt, you know, experience altered states of consciousness. Okay, that's a skill. Being able to move gracefully and easily through different dimensions, that is a skill. Now, if you're in an environment where that's not valued and, and nobody understands this and nobody is interested in this, but you have this gift, how are, what are you going to do with it? Well, Maybe you're going to become an alcoholic, you know, that that's a common way to go. You know, you may be exploring these substances, you know, as a way to alter your consciousness, 
because you don't have access. This is one of the things I really learned at the museum when I would study African art is that, you know, all these rituals that they would do were part of community life. It was just part of their, you know, their spiritual practice was a community um, based experience. And the, um, the art making was a community, you know, like in Western art, there's like the genius artist and the special person who goes off by themselves and makes art and they're, they're a genius, of course. And we have, you know, Van Gogh in, in your neck of the woods, who is <laughs> one of these people who was so sensitive and clairvoyant and visionary, but he became, it, it turned against him because he didn't have this, this outlet in his, um, you know, in his, in his upbringing and his state, he was a mystic, yeah. you know, but, but the, the structure that he was born into was very limited, was very limiting. It was this Protestant, very harsh kind of uh, view of, of spirituality. And, and he was a mystic, he was a visionary. So he became, it turned against him. So this often happens to us and it will show up with some kind of addiction, some kind of um, maybe a, a, a codependent relationship, an abusive relationship that we just can't let go of. And things like this will come up in our lives as a way to transform because it's the same energy, you know, that same sensitivity that, that makes you vulnerable to drug addiction is the same sensitivity that you use to, to tap into the, the galactic Magdalene in, uh, lineage. It's the same thing. So we choose. So it's, so there's like the shadow quality and then there's the, the light. And so many of us, we have to travel in all the realms so that we recognize the light, we recognize our path, and we know how to transform those um, situations, those types of manifestations of this oppressed energy, this energy that does not have an outlet, it turns against you in a way. And so there's very specific work that we can do to transform that into the the gift and the talent so so that's what I that's one of the things that's kind of a a mission that I have you know to to support others to see you know that what is that thing that has been your biggest struggle that biggest suffering that's the key to your greatest asset to your greatest gift and talent yeah that's it absolutely whatever the worst thing has been there's the keys in that to yeah. actually the, the the best thing that you can bring about in in your life and you know when you go through that process then those terrible things become a beautiful thing and that it's just it's so healing isn't it yes it's very empowering and then you completely transform this what's wrong with me separation consciousness because that's what it is it's separate vibration of separation so it's like, what's wrong with me? I did this wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You yeah. know, that, that energy yeah. Yeah. completely transforms into embodiment, embodied sovereignty, where you are very clear who you are 
and how you express yourself and you're emanating this light out in, into the environment. And there's like a ripple effect in the environment. You're just walking around <laughs> and you're, and you're raising the vibration of, of your environment. Yeah, absolutely. So there was one or two other things I wanted to ask you about, and I don't know if it'll come together as the same thing or whether you want to sort of address them separately, but I had this, so like when I was looking at your website and the whole Sarah thing and the green energy, it's just such a strong new earth energy. And I just wanted to ask you a question about that and like, like what's your vision or I don't know, just for you to say some words about that. And also, I really love your light language. <laughs> it's really, really beautiful, really. It just, oh, it's just it's just magical. And I wanted people to be able to, to hear that. And I don't know like, if you want to address those separately or together, or I'll leave it, I'll leave it in, in your hands, Anna. <laughs> we could do a little process, um, if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be um, lovely. Where we could... And and then I can channel the the light language. Would you like to do that? I mean, it can be just a few minutes. Yeah, that would be beautiful. And then you. can experience the um, the Emerald Gaia because that is the um, vibration of the green. What I call the Green Mother activations that I offer, and. Um, and so we work with the ascended Gaia that, and, and um, that is the Emerald Gaia. So we can do a, a process, very simple, very simple process of, of connecting with, um, this is something that you can do every day, like taking a shower. You know, you set the energy in alignment with Gaia. So, um, so we can do that. Just a yeah. simple... Yeah, simple process. So we can just close our eyes and just take deep breaths into the body. And this is how we begin every energy work is to come into the body, come into that stillness and in and the focus on the on the heart, the inner quantum field. And that's very easily done. You just close your eyes and connect, focus on the, the heart area of the body and breathe into that area. And then we just immediately start to feel a stillness when we do this, following the breath, focusing on the heart. And this is our direct connection to source, that inner wellspring of infinite love that is in all of us. And then we, we put our focus on the uh, womb area or, you know, the, the, creative center of the body. So if you're in a male body, the uh, sexual organs of the male body. So we put our attention there. 
And that area, we're going to ground that area through the root chakra and see a line of energy that goes through all the layers of the earth and received by the Emerald Gaia, the Ascended Gaia. So we can just say hello to her, the core of the earth. This very rich, fertile vibration. And it's very, it, it brings forth this, this feeling of balance and depth that we can draw from throughout our day. And you can feel that beautiful earth energy rising up through all the layers of the earth from that diamond core all the way up into the body. Through the soles of the feet, through the energy channels of the leg, through the creative center, the solar plexus, into the heart. And then we receive the cosmic light through the crown of the head. So we call forth the cosmic light and that enters in through the crown of the head. This golden light. This is the Christed light. This is the vibration of Yeshua coming forth now into the crown of the head and balancing the, the left and right hemispheres of the brain, cleansing, purifying, bringing into balance. The masculine and the feminine, the left and right hem hemispheres of the brain into the, um, the third eye, this Christed light, clearing and cleansing the communication center, the throat. This is an area that um, really benefits from just putting attention on the throat and allowing that golden light to cleanse and purify the throat area. Just all those times that, that we weren't able to express what we wanted to express, any um, vibration of feeling silenced or being misunderstood, just allow that to come up. And this golden light is just clearing and cleansing all of those kinds of energies as you connect with your authentic expression. And that cosmic light merges in, in with the earth energy in the heart. And so this is the fusion of heaven and earth that occurs in the heart. And that, that emerald vibration, it's an emerald ray of self-realization begins to emanate out from the heart. 
and being absorbed by every cell of your body. So receive this ascended Gaia, the Emerald Gaia in your heart, this amazing connection that is always feeding and nourishing you. And the vibration of Marie de la Mer is coming forth in Sarah, the sacred site on the, on the coast of, of southern France, so, and this water alchemy, so, and the divine mother, the, the, it's, it's the most healing vibration, the divine mother, coming forth in the heart, from Marie de la Mer, to, to bring into balance. It's almost like calling forth all of um, parts of yourself that that we've dismissed or we've even been been afraid of. Calling forth all of our gifts and talents as as light workers and clairvoyants and clear audience, all of these gifts are coming forth, these sensitivities being awakened inside of us, being given space, being given acknowledgement. You have all of these gifts inside of you. Divine Mother Sophia, and the Shekinah, which is the indwelling presence of the divine that awakens as we experience the sacred marriage, the indwelling presence of the divine is revealed. And we see ourselves as divine beings of light incarnate. And we have that experience of our own divinity and expressing that divinity in the world around us. Completing patterns of separation and accessing new, fresh energy streams of starlight and sovereignty and creative expression that is unique to each of us. Each one of us has a very unique gift and mission. So honoring that we all have our purpose and our mission and our unique contribution to the transformation of consciousness. And a number code is coming forth, 333, luminous light. So just receive this luminosity from the Divine Mother. Just receiving this beautiful blessing 
from Sarah, Ascended Master Sarah, who is here to support us so powerfully and with so much grace. So much grace. So just receive that blessing. Allow your heart to absorb this light. Breathe into the heart, this emerald ray. So you visualize this emerald, um, this color, you visualize it being absorbed into the heart. And it assists you to raise the vibration of this area. And come into this multidimensional communication with the Emerald Gaia and the Divine Mother. Offering gratitude, receiving, and then offering blessings in a relationship, divine to divine. So dissolving any hierarchy that, you know, this, this relationship with Sarah is divine to divine, divine light being communicating with divine light being. So you are divine. She's really expressing that, that um, we are this equanimity, experiencing ourselves as equal. That is the true humility. You're not more, you're not less. We're all meeting each other as divine beings of light, divine to divine. So we just allow that to integrate this beautiful message of grace. Breathing into the heart as we complete this transmission and offering so much love and gratitude And so this is what is alignment, aligning with Gaia, your own heart, and the cosmic light. This is your alignment. It's very simple and can be done at any moment throughout your day to reset and align with the divinity that is you. 
Thank you, Anna. Oh, can't thank you enough. That was just <laughs> so divine, so lovely, <laughs> so beautiful. It just brought it all, all together. And it's like, I'm really nice and grounded. I'm peaceful. I'm centered. It's like, it's just fantastic. Uh, I know. Me too. I feel amazing. This has been great. This is a love fest, Rachel. I know. I love fest. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, so thank you so much for oh. this amazing conversation. Wonderful. I mean, before we finish, are there any last bits that you wanted to, to add in there that you haven't? Anything that you offer? Anything that's coming up? Is there any last words from you? Oh, okay. So if you're on Meetup, um, Monday at 1, 1 p.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time. I will be offering the cosmic 222. It's a, a code, the cosmic star child transmission. So on February 22nd at 1 p.m., we'll be offering the um, cosmic star child transmission on meetup. So you can just go on meetup.com and search for the virtual goddess channeling an alignment circle. It's called the virtual goddess channeling and alignment circle. And you can find me there and join us on Monday. Wow. And happy. Is that on your website as well? Have you got a link on there? Actually, I don't have it on there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But my Facebook, I'll be putting some links on my Facebook page and, and, um, that's the Gaia, Gaia art bar. Is that right? Gaia art bar. Yeah, I'll put the links in. I'll put the links in anyway underneath. So people Maya Art Bar is my Facebook page. And then Quantum Light Practice is the website. And then the, the channeling circle is something that um, it's, it's weekly. It, it changes sometimes, but that's like our weekly gathering. And I am going to um make it part of the courses that it's part of you know it's like a weekly meeting that we'll be doing as as part of the um emerald gaia membership which is a course that i have on the website so if you're not able to find it on meetup.com you can uh, contact me through my website or on facebook and i can send you the the link brilliant okay well thank you so much for today I was really excited about meeting you I knew I knew it was going to be like this <laughs> I knew we would love each other <laughs> oh I love you Rachel it's been a pleasure it's been so beautiful to come together and share and and find that we have so much in common that we've been on such a parallel path and and I hope that one day um we can meet in person that will yeah. be amazing yeah yeah Absolutely. And the springs. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to hearing from people after they've listened to the show and are writing in to say how much, you know, they loved what you're doing. And, you know, it's going to be fantastic. So I want to say thank you to everyone, to all of our listeners. I know that you will have received something very special from Anna, just as I have today. 
And um, yeah, see you again next time. So bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Blessings.